You're listening to Siren Radio. Um, if I sound a little less energised uh, for introduction of this week's edition of American Cousins, um, it's obvious. Uh, the world is facing quite an extraordinary moment. And I say the world and not just Europe and not just our friends, our brothers and sisters facing a very uncertain future in the Ukraine. So we're recording this at 10 minutes past three on Thursday, the 24th of February. And I'll just briefly say, hi, Bruce. Are you there? Uh, I am here, uh, Andrew. And uh, as you are feeling, we are very, uh, very upset and disturbed about what's what's taking place in our world today. Um, you know, I, I, have, go ahead. I was going to say, I have to say I was surprised for me personally about how we felt this morning waking up and hearing the news and, and then watching what was happening on the television with all the reporters who are out there. Because there's been such a long build up to what's going on in Ukraine and even at the moment. And that's why I've told you exactly when we're recording this, because things are changing and all sorts of things may change by the time you, you listen to this particular recording of American Cousins. And it is a recording. I, I sort of thought as a journalist who's been through Gulf One and Gulf Two and things like that, that I was sort of inured to something like this. But there is something about this whole scenario which is quite extraordinary. And it's almost like for the very first time I am facing and I, I don't want to blow this out of proportion. I am facing what my parents, my uh, father and my mother, who served, faced in 1939 um, at the beginning of the Second World War. You know, this the tanks were rumbling in. And I just I, I almost don't have a mechanism for coping with it. Bruce, what about you? Um, I, I think, Andrew, you and I um, are cut from the same cloth on this one. Um, I, I don't I'm, I'm numb. Yeah, I'm numb. I, I, I hear you know, rumblings from history classes that I had when I was in school. And I hear, rum, you know, I hear you know, my mind flashes back to documentaries that I've watched on, on, on the major world wars, World War One, World War Two, And I remember very clearly one of the quotes be saying that at the end of World War Two that when World War Two ended, it was the war to end all world wars mm -hmm. because because a World War Three would be a war to end the world. And it, it, we're on the precipice, I guess, of of a World War Three, and 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 that and that's a very scary thought because of the kind of weaponry that is available to countries that are run by madmen, um, nuclear weapons, chemical weapons, biological um, weaponry that is. Um, the kind the kinds of, of weapons that can do such damage to not only buildings and land and mountains but but to people and to animals and into life and it is it is very unsettling it's it's unsettling that in a day and age where we have a global world community that is striving to to fix a, a climate problem so that we we can lessen the melting of polar ice caps that we can preserve vanishing uh, rare species of wildlife that we can clean our water and clean our air so people can have, you know, clean water to drink, clean air to breathe. The way to, 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 to make sure that 
that healthy food is distributed around the world to to people in countries that that aren't able to to grow and distribute food themselves and you have a leader who is you know um for whatever reason has held a grudge against certain peoples in that part of the world based on what happened many years ago and is now acting out those those grievances and has created a narrative to blame the West for their for the problems and blame a country who whose people went to bed peacefully at night and waking up to death and destruction this morning is unconscionable, unconscionable. And, and the problem is, isn't it, it for people like you and me? And, and I, I, yes, I think we are both cut as we are from the same year in which we were born from the same web that we feel almost powerless to do anything about it. Um, and we watch our politicians, uh, President Joe Biden, uh, Prime Minister uh, Boris Johnson and premiers and presidents across Europe and the world. We seem utterly powerless to do anything to stop Putin and his relentless move, both militarily and emotionally and uh, politically across a sovereign state. Ukraine is a sovereign state. It, 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 it should be allowed to exist because um, nobody should be able to influence in the way that Putin seems to want to influence. Yeah, and, and the threats that he's making against countries, if they should, should want to become involved in this skirmish, uh, is, is also chilling, you know, making reference to he will respond in ways that we've never seen in our history. Is he alluding to a nuclear attack on, on countries that, that are going to get involved? I mean, possibly. I mean, who knows? Um, but what's even more disturbing is back in this country where you have news outlets like a Fox and you have former, you know, the former president of the United States who, um, who, while he was in power, weakened NATO and cozied up to, to Putin. And all they've been doing is attacking Joe Biden. You have, a, you have Russia you know, going in and, and going to try to annex this country. And you have Trump and Pom Mike Pompeo praising Putin uh, for his military strategy and, um, and saying that if, it was, if he was president, none of this would be happening. Well, this was this groundwork was all laid by by his ineptness as president of the United States and his weakness um, in, in standing up to Putin in the first place. Well, Hillary Clinton called it. She said use a puppet of Putin. And she was right. And, and you know, we have we have in this country, I believe we have Trump to blame for this and how he is allowed to continue to be on the airwaves and the Republican Party in general, you know, basically calling our president weak and second guessing everything he's doing to try to help put this this invasion down peacefully is beyond me. I, our country, I think our collective country has lost its, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to use a bad word here, but has lost its friggin' mind. Mm. You know, the things that, that people are, are angry and upset and protesting about in this country, everything that they do when they protest is they allude to our freedoms being taken away. You know, and, 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 and the biggest issues that they're, that they're on right now, they're, they're still harping on this, this rigged election from 20, from 2020. And there's, and they, and they're, and they're still upset about having to wear a mask or get a vaccine to avoid getting a fatal a virus, a potentially fatal virus. 
and it's and it's it's just unbelievable. There's you know, and they say, well, they're taking our freedoms away one by one, and they hide behind the flag, they wave the flag like they're some great patriots, and to me, they're collectively full of Calvinor. Yep. Fill in, and, the, uh, fill in the blank. Out of their minds because it, it's it's unbelievable. You know, you, you want to see your freedoms being taken away. You watch what Russia is doing right now in Ukraine, how they're controlling the Internet message, how they're controlling the media messages, <clears throat> how how journalists are being warned not to not to stray from the party line or you won't hear from them again. They have hit lists out on, on the leaders of Ukraine to, to silence them and put them and to take them down once the country's captured. Um, you want to see freedoms taken away? You you watch what's going on there. You, your freedom being taken away by you being asked to wear a mask or get a vaccine to avoid you, your potential death from a, a horrible virus or spreading it to your family and friends. Uh, there's something there's something inherently wrong with what's happening in in our world and 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 with people in with the people in this country. And uh, it, it's it's not only disturbing what's happening, you know. Across across the uh, the other side of the world, but it's disturbing what's taking place within our country. There's there's so many factions that just seem to want to take away this what we've been you know the over 250 years of self government with checks and balances on power, so that we can continue to enjoy freedom of the press, freedom of religion, freedom of speech, freedom to protest, you know, in a peaceful manner, and and yet. You know, it's like um, you want you want to move towards an authoritarian state where those freedoms to, to, and test how the, what what will happen to you if those freedoms are, are not protected and taken away. It's 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 ludicrous, and it's yeah. You, know, you wake up you wake up in the morning and you hear and, and you it's just there's just the, the the kinds of ridiculous pressures that our our society is putting on itself for the most ridiculous reasons in the world. To me, I, call me my, call me naive, but I find it highly disturbing, and 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 I and I just I don't understand it. And in, in my almost uh, seventy years on this planet, I just don't understand it. Yeah, don't oversell your age. <laughs> you yeah. still got a couple of years in hand. And and it's interesting you talk you talk about the um, the imposition of having to have a vaccine in comparison with rights being taken away in the Ukraine at the moment. This is all sort of suddenly crunched up when we were watching the pictures from Canada of the convoys, uh, the, the lorries holding Ottawa uh, to ransom. Um, you know, you just think, you know, the world has gone utterly balmy where people can be held to ransom in a democracy, in a free thinking, liberal thinking and all the rest of it country by a group of people who are unbelievably I was going to use a slightly inappropriate expression, but of a mind where they are just only thinking of themselves. Yeah, it's, it's, ignorance. Me. it's to me, it's ignorance and stupidity, Andrew. Um, you know, the, 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 the Americans have now taken a the page out of the Canadian playbook. So they think that a, uh, a convoy of trucks running across the country to Washington, D.C., to try to interfere or disrupt the State of the Union address that Biden's going to make next week to protest um, vaccine mandates and mask wearing. I, I, there's an interesting um, report from the um, uh, it's, 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 a, it's a group, uh, let's see, um, uh, extremist extremism researchers have put out some thoughts and um, let me let me let me kind of um, 
capsulize it for you. DC, a DC police spokesman, um, said that, um, they have now heightened their posture on highway entry points into the District of Columbia in response to blocking possible convoys. Um, we know that one major convoy left from California and there are some that um, were being organized in Pennsylvania and they're all planning to converge on DC. And, um, these, and he says these convoys are part of a disorganized constellation of protesters planning to target the DC region in demonstrations against vaccine mandates. Now, however, extreme extremism researchers have said that the protesters' grievances reflect broader right-wing culture resentments that take the form of spreading falsehoods about the 2020 election results, doubting the effectiveness of coronavirus vaccine, repeating human trafficking myths, and complaining about school curriculums. And so local and federal officials are gearing up for whatever these protests may bring. Um, and, and this is happening in light of the Supreme Court <clears throat> striking down Biden's vaccination requirement for large employers. And for many, many counties and many states and many cities, um, dropping, dropping these mandates. So the extremist researchers also go on to say that after pandemic restrictions are loosened and the country emerges, emerges from the public health crisis, many people have, that many people have, many people mobilized by the anti-mandate movement will just pivot to another cause. So this is really just a bunch of, you know, this isn't really about that. You know, if, if it was really about mandates, would they be mobilizing at the same time those very mandates are getting lifted? Um, you know, it's it's part of the, this, this media rhetoric of far right conspiracy theories and misinformation. And, and they're saying that there's an undertone here that really isn't as subtle as people think. So it's under the guise of, oh, they're taking our freedoms away. And we need to protest these mask mandates, but there's really more to it. I mean, these people are undermining our democracy for whatever reason. There's so many people who who must really hate the United States or hate the fact that we live in a democracy so much that they buy into this nonsense. It gives them a voice. It gives them some kind of, um, you know, uh, their 15 minutes of fame by 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 doing this. And it's 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 disturbing because they're right. These people, you know, it's it's a mask mandate and a vaccine mandate today, but it's about critical race theory being taught in school. Um, you know, they pivot to that, or they or they pivot to to banning books that they don't like, like 1984 or The Mouse or other other books that um, you know that 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 really kind of tell it like it is. You know, and, 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 you know, and, and why they, and, and whatever reason, who knows why they do this, but that's what they do. And, um, you know, it's, 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 it's ridiculous, you know, and again, it's, it's just disturbing. And then, and then, and then others, <clears throat> they're saying that, you know, there's a significant amount of people in the United States are supporting Russia in this, in this invasion. And, and, but, you know, it's, there was another report this morning that said it's not 50% of Americans that buy into this. It may be 10%, but even 10% is too many. Mm -hmm. 10% is too many people that buy into what Russia is doing. And a lot of it has to do with what Trump has been spewing on Fox news and on his new social media outlet. And it's, it's just, and it all, and it all, it all goes back to, 
his his, you know, losing the election and not being able to accept it. Again, it's another I mean, again, it's 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 these people like Putin and Trump that that harbor these grudges and 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 they're, there's they're just camping on the wrong side of reality here. It's and you know, I, people like Trump and Putin need to be stopped and the world needs to stand up to these people and to say enough is enough already. You know, enough is enough. And um, and I don't really know what more to say on this. It's just, well, I think <clears throat> probably it's frustrating. You can hear my frustration. I know, I know. You can hear um, my anger, and and that's just the way I am this morning. That's the way it is. Who listens to American Cousins knows you do a tremendous amount of background <coughs> research. But yes, this morning, uh, for you waking up, and this morning here in the UK for us waking up, it was this. Good grief! What on earth are we going to do? So what I'm going to say is, let's leave it there. The reason. Once again, I have to say that it's 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 now 1527. So that's 327 on Thursday, the 24th of uh, February. We're pre-recording this as we have done uh, over the last two years during the pandemic and coming out of it, um, uh, because there's one really big thing we have to talk about uh, in a minute. But just to say, if you are listening to this either on Thursdays of origination on repeat on Saturday, or you're taking it off Siren Radio's podcast site, that's uh, sirenradio.podbean.com. Just bear in mind, we are talking, as we understand the situation in Ukraine and that part of Eastern Europe, at half past three, and it's uh, what half past seven coming up to eight o'clock um, in the US. Now, we have been following you somewhat trepidatiously with your health over the last four weeks, 28, 29 days. Last Tuesday, that's Tuesday this week, you had the big showdown. I cannot imagine it, what it was like for you sitting <coughs> in the waiting room of your consultant. Now he's had all these fantastic tests that you've done and all the uh, readings you've been sending him. Uh, your your heart must have been going uh, 10 to the dozen. And uh, well, you can take it away because I'm not going to give anything away other than the fact that you are hopefully going to be able to do this for a considerably long time to come. Well, let, let's hope that you're right. But yes, it was um, it was the showdown with the cardiologist on uh, <clears throat> the other morning and, you know, went to the office and I, I felt really good. I felt like, you know, the blood pressure was good in the morning when I took it. And, um, you know, it just felt like, you know. If there was, I, I, my, my mindset was if there was something that would have been found that was really wrong, I would have been notified immediately. And okay. being that, being that nobody reached out, I felt, okay, this isn't, this, this isn't going to be that bad. But, you know, as it, you know, as I was sitting in the office waiting for him to come in and the, 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 uh, his assistant took my blood pressure, it was a little high, but it was, um, it was just, you know, it was just high, a little higher than, than, than it, than normal. So. It wasn't the the 175 over 100. It was the first time I went there. It was uh, more like 150 over like 89. So it was it was still not great, but it wasn't bad as bad. But then again, you could understand, you know, it was kind of sitting on pins and needles waiting to hear what was going <laughs> on. And when he finally came in, I said, I said the first thing I said to him, he looked at me. I said, "So I'm a perfect picture of health, right?" He said, He said, "So when did you do that that PET scan?" And I went, wait a minute, you haven't seen the results of the PET scan? <laughs> oh, oh my God. He said, well, let me, let me get, let me get the report really quickly. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So now he goes out and now I'm, I'm waiting again and again. It's like, <laughs> oh, it's like every second that he's not in the room, it's like, feels like a, a year is going by. Oops. And he comes in and he looks at me and he says, 
you are really the luckiest person on the planet. What? I went, what does that mean? He said, I, he said, I can't believe. And he said, I can't believe. And I, and he said, no, let me, let me, let me change that. He said, he said, I never would have expected somebody with the amount of plaque you have around your heart and on your arteries that you would have zero. And I, and he, and he went like, you know, made the, the fist with the zero when you touch your thumb to your index finger. You have zero blockage in your carotid, in your, um, in your heart, in your, in your arteries, in your legs. You have no plaque buildup inside any of your pipes. Zero. And I went over and I looked at him and I ran over to him and I gave him this big old bear hug and lifted him up to me and I said, <laughs> thank you so much. I, I had a feeling I, I had no blockage, but zero percent, he said. He said, you know, he said, somebody with that amount of plaque, he said, that is, um, he said, it's not, it's not unheard of. It's, but it's like a one in X thousand chance of, of that, of that happening because, the, because I had a calcium score that was so high. So are they going to turn you into a, a, a piece of research now? And that, um... well, um, you know, kind of in a way, but, uh, no, so here, so, so, I, I breathed a sigh of relief. I mean, I felt like such a weight was lifted off, you know, to hear that. I said, okay. He says, well, we can deal with this. So what's the plan of, of action now? Well, the plan of action is to stay the course on the diet and the exercise program. Um, I've lost um, my official weight this morning was 210. I started out at 218. So I'm, I'm holding this weight now. I'm about eight pounds down and I want to do more. And the diet, the diet has been fun. You know, I've been, been cooking and, and, and really being very careful about what I eat. I'm in the market. I watch the labels on the, on the foods and low sodium and, you know, low, low carbs and, uh, cut out bread, which is not as hard as I thought it would be. And I found replacement foods and I'm eating, I'm eating this, this beef called impossible beef. It's a plant-based beef. And it may sound kind of weird to you, but I have to tell you, it, it's got a, it, it looks like beef. It's got a little bit different consistency in terms of the feel, but I, I, I put a drop of ketchup and a little panko in, and I mix in with that and make some bowls out of the little packet. It's enough to make like two, two balls of, of meat, like big meatballs. Mm-hmm. And I have this little hamburger press and I press it into like a hamburger patty. I throw it on the grill. I put a tiny drop of barbecue sauce just to give it some flavor, like two minutes per side. And I, and I kid you not, Andrew, it, it, if you're into eating beef, which I was, this is, this is, which I know you don't, but I have no problem not eating beef. Um, although, you know, once, maybe once a month now, I'll, I'll maybe I'll have a, a steak or something, but, um, this impossible beef burger, is as good as any burger I've ever had. Okay, here's the and, thing. Then next time we're together, you, cool. you put your big grill out. We need some of this impossible because I have been missing the taste and the feel and the texture of eating uh, beef because you know because of my conditions I can't uh, tolerate heavy yeah. strong meats. But that sounds utterly fantastic. In fact, yeah. quite a lot of the um, fast food outlets are now offering this style of plant-based alternative, aren't they? Yeah, and and you know, and I would have it. You would have, 
you would have had to like hit me over the head with a baseball bat to get me to try that a couple of months ago. But you know what? I gave it a shot and I had no idea what to expect. And I was, it, it is really good. And if you, you know, if you have some of the other fixings, if you put onions or tomatoes or a little mustard, yeah. which is good. And then, um, you know, and then what I do is put it in a lettuce wrap or I get a uh, egg white, um, like crepe. Yep. Which is like, you know, very clean and healthy. And I wrap it in that. It is, um, it is, I, for me, you know, having a, been a steak and potatoes guy my whole life, this is yeah. as satisfying, if not more satisfying than what I've had. And I've learned to make tilapia and I've learned to make salmon. I'm learning to grill, grill fish. Um, I'm making chicken with blackberry reduction and raspberry reduction. I'm finding this stuff is very easy to do, very healthy, very low calorie, low sodium. And, um, so I'm, I'm trying to make this endeavor fun, um, while trying to, to keep myself healthy and it's, and it's paying off. So you, so but, you change the diet. Thing, you, you, yeah. I, can he do anything else? Cause you did say uh, in our pre-chat, there was just one slightly gray area, wasn't there? Yeah, there was some gray area. Um, he noticed that my calves and my ankles were swollen and, um, and I, and he asked me if I get leg cramps, which I do. And, and, and I always just attribute it to just, you know, really working intensely on the elliptical or doing the running on the treadmill, but that's really not why that's happening. Okay. So I'm getting, I'm getting lots of leg cramps and, and I'm getting swelling of the ankle, particularly the, the, the right leg more than the left, but, but both, but both. And, um, so what, what the, um, ultrasound revealed was that I have, I have, a condition that's and and, and and that needs to be treated, <clears throat> and you have to. It's I don't have varicose veins per se, but the treatment is like a treatment for varicose veins. Okay. And what he what he said was, you know, picture yourself wearing a, a sweater, and you look at the sleeve, a new sweater, and and at the end of the sleeve where the cuffs are by your wrist, a new sweater will, will grip grip the end of your wrist tightly. Yep. Yep. New. But over time, as you wear the sweater and get it washed, the wrists will start to kind of expand and they kind of get, they hang loose. He said, that's what's happening. Not with your arteries aren't clogged, but your veins have been stretched to the point where the blood flow to your legs, he said, the blood flow goes, you know, you, what you're, you, you have blood flow that goes all the way down to your feet and then it comes comes back around and goes back up to your heart. He said the veins in your legs are not um, are not optimally moving the blood flow. So the circulation in your legs is not is not nothing to really significantly worry about. There's like no major thrombosis or anything there. But if you don't get it take if you don't you know keep on top of it and get it taken care of, it could it could be a problem later on. And so what I need to have done is a procedure that they do for people that have like varicose veins, veins that stick out and, and, and can be painful. Um, <clears throat> so what they do is it's, it's called a foam scleropathy. Ooh, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, and it's, it's like he called it a 10 minute procedure in the office. Oh, right. But in doing my research on it, it can be up to 30 to 40 minute session. You know, California time, everything's 10 minutes, but so a 30 to 40 minute session is considered a 10 minute. So, but anyway, what it does, it's a procedure that involves injecting a foam sclerosant. It's a glue into a, into a blood vessel. 
and and they they determine which blood vessels and veins are going to be injected by using the ultrasound um, report and a, and and an, and an ultrasound um, that is actually happening at this at the particular time they do this this um, procedure. And what they do is they inject they put a catheter into the vein or a, 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 actually it's like a needle that goes in and acts as a catheter, and they inject this glue into these into these bad veins that have been stretched out and are not working anymore. And they basically shut them down. They close the vessel and it's like glued shut. And what happens is it forces the blood to reroute itself through healthier veins and that's restoring normal blood flow. So by, by strategically injecting this foam into certain veins in my legs on both the right leg and the left leg, and closing it down, it'll reroute the blood flow and reestablish a cleaner, better circulation from my legs back to the rest of my body. And he said, he said, you will notice the change almost immediately. He said, you won't have your, your, your leg cramps will go away. This, you won't have that swelling anymore. He said, you will actually feel better and feel like you have more energy. And I'm saying, well, I feel like I don't feel like I don't have energy um, but he says, you'll notice, you'll notice a, a significant difference in the feeling in your legs. Trust me. So I said, okay, when do we do it? So, uh, Tuesday I go for the right leg and then the following week I go on for the left leg. It's, it's two treatments. And, um, you know, I don't know, you know, uh, I really don't know what the recovery requirements will be. I know that in, in reading some of this information, they tell you not to do any strenuous leg work. So probably the elliptical will be out of question for, a, you know, a, a week or two or three, but they do recommend a couple of walks a day and then uh, everything should be, should be right. fine. Most people that have this treatment show immediate results. They have, there's, there's very little problems with it. Um, although there could be some allergic reaction to the, to the glue. I don't think I, I will have that. Um, <clears throat> and the, and the other part, the other, the other um, thing that happened with the whole heart thing he told me to stay the course on my meds, so I take a blood pressure medication at night and in the morning, and then I'm on a, a Lipitor. He said, continue to take, don't increase the Lipitor, stay, stay with the dosage you're on. And he gave me a, a prescription for a drug called Repatha, which I have to inject every two weeks. And I've never, I've never injected myself, so that was kind of... <laughs> but, you know, it, it's great. Just like my cooking, I've learned how to cook by watching YouTube videos. I went on YouTube and watched a video on how to inject Rapatha. And I just, um, you know, and I played the video as I did it, and it was easy, and it was painless, considering the needle was like a half an inch long. And, I, you know, I, I popped it in there. The only problem I had was trying to figure out how to squeeze the plunger and hold the needle in at the same time <laughs> while, while, while squeezing the, the fat in my stomach that, that they require you to inject it. But it was fine. I mean, and, and I had no, you know, no... Side effects from it, it was fine. I suspect over time I'll get I'll get really good at this, um, and uh, and I'll you know I'll continue to you know follow all the protocols, um, and I'm I'm you know I'm I'm very pleased um, uh, with with the outcome. I bet you are. It was a real wake up call, but um, you know again you know sometimes you need a wake up call to to get out of a funk and, and change and change your lifestyle and change what you're doing and um and I, I i appreciate all the support that i've gotten from my lovely wife 
and I appreciate the the, the doctor's concern and, and the help. These guys have been great. And, um, you know, so we don't have to talk about this anymore. You know, people that have been following us can can. Well, there has so, been we a can huge... put this to rest for now and we can That's move good. on to the next thing. And of course, the thing is, what you've been doing is to help people who may be traveling uh, a similar path. I hate using the word journey, but of course it is. It's fantastic news. And it's the best way to end this rather strange two part edition of American <laughs> Cousins. Yeah, very, very strange. Very and strange. the sun has come out. But Bruce, thank you very much indeed for sharing all that uh, wonderful news. Uh, it'll certainly keep us going through some troubling times between now and the next time I press the button uh, to invite you to join us here on Siren Sofa. For the moment, Bruce K. Rosenblum, thank you so much indeed for joining us here on Siren Radio. Andrew, you're very welcome. And thank you so much for your support over there. You've been you've been so gracious and so kind and you sent some beautiful cards and thoughts and much appreciated. It, it, it really helped me get through this. And um, let's just before we just sign off, just say a prayer for the world and, and, and hopefully things in Ukraine will settle down and you know, we can get back to trying to make the world a more peaceful, happy place.